time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Riley. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've been playing The Crew, Search for Planet Nine. There's there's no business this week, so straight over to Riley, who's going to read the box for us. Yeah, I am. Just got to put the lid back on it so I can read it. Oh, come on. All right. The crew, the quest for Planet Nine. Astronauts wanted. Scientists say there is a mysterious ninth planet located in the ed- located at the edge of our solar system, but despite all of their efforts so far, they have been unable to provide substantial evidence of its existence. Join this exciting space adventure to find out if the theories are just science fiction or if you will discover Planet Nine. In this card game, you need to complete 50 missions as you travel across the solar system, but you will only succeed if you can work together as a team. To master the challenges and achieve your mission, communication will be essential. But in space, things can be more challenging than expected because nobody can hear you scream. (laughs) Nobody can hear you communicate anything. (laughs) But we can hear your kitty cat. Yeah, can you hear the cat? Oh. (laughs) So three to five players, ages 10 and up, 20 minute playtime. I mean, really, that just the playtime could vary, right? We could have played one hand in five minutes and then Yeah, definitely. Times fun equals progress. So yeah, basically the game outline is you've got four different colours and with the numbers one to nine of each colour. And you it's really simple. We just play a trick. We play a card each and whoever plays the highest of the current suit wins that trick. But it's complicated by us having these task cards. So we'll get a task card with a coloured number on it and you have to be the person to win the trick that contains that coloured number in it. And again, we are hampered by the fact that we can't tell each other what cards we have otherwise that would just be too easy we can't communicate with each other except for these communication tokens and we can give like one clue per game to ensure that the right person wins the right cards so i guess my first question is trick strategy i mean each round you've only got one card to play how do you decide what what's your game plan there how do you work it out i mean first time our first game i went in real hot so i just played the card that somebody needed thinking like they'll definitely have a higher number than that because obviously I only have these two cards. No, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> uh, it takes a couple of turns to sort of get into the rhythm of it and just to work out how... Well, that that communication part of it is, I find, essential <laughs> because then you can sort of at least work out from a clue from there how it goes. Talk us through the communication tokens and the element. What do you do? So once you can sort of reveal a card in your your hand but I think the idea is that you don't really explain anything else you can just show maybe it's the highest card of a suit that you've got or the lowest just to give a clue of like this is what I've got for everybody else to play in the round so I found that quite essential yeah you can play you can reveal your highest lowest or that it's the only one of that suit yes and yeah I just didn't really like sometimes it was obvious which card to communicate that would be really helpful but sometimes I was just looking with like well there's nothing I can say that's really going to help anyone else succeed. Like, oh, I've got a pick. <laughs> yeah, I found myself wanting to wait more often than not. And I think that kind of hindered 
sometimes. Like I had two cards and I thought, well, if I can just get rid of one of them, then uh, I can reveal that this is my only card and that it's pretty safe to play that color if you want to win against me type of thing. But who's going to play the number first, right? Who's going to play that color if they're worried that maybe I have a higher one? So it's it's funny how that works. Yeah. And like, I guess trying to anticipate what the other players, A, you've got to try and anticipate what they've got, but also you've got to try and anticipate what they'll play (laughs) because they might not be thinking on the same lines as you. You might be thinking, okay, I'll play this because it's a safe bet because they would never play this card higher to win it on purpose sort of <laughs> than they might do. Yeah. And this so the the colors, what is it? Blue, green, pink, and yellow. But there's also the, the black rocket ship cards, which are like the Trump suit. And if you haven't got any cards of the, the current suit, then you have to play a black one, which automatically well, wins the trick. You could, but oh, you no, could you also do. choose to play just any other one and choose to lose yes. it. Yes. No, that's... No, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's useful. If, yeah, if you do need to sort of run through sort of spare cards, if you're aiming to get, you need like a certain... Because you have to use all of those colours of the suit. And if you can't, then you can choose something else to play if the others are playing a different yeah. colour. So that is a good way. You sort of have to sort of card count sometimes just to, to work out. Yeah, I'm just thinking to get of around the... To, to a round, I think. There was one time when we got to the end where there was no card I could play that wouldn't fuck us the game because I only had greens that were higher or blacks that would automatically win. You know, there was no way I couldn't win that trick, even though I wasn't allowed to win that trick. (laughs) Ah, shit, though. Well, I (laughs) can't. Do you not have any blacks? Well, no, I do, but you can't play blacks if you have cards of the coloured suit, which I do, but they're not higher than five. Oh, you can't? No. Oh, okay, well, that was my bad. So I have to play that. So we're going to lose it. I (laughs) I thought that you could. Okay, right, so I'm communicating. That's card there. Mm. So we know that you have only one of, that's your only green card. That is my only green card, yes. So, all right, that's the only one I have to play. But we're assuming that he's got one higher than that. Oh, I won that, did I? Oh, good for me. (laughs) Hey! Oh, well done. We finished one! (laughs) So, could you only play that yellow because you didn't have any blues? Yeah. Excellent. And because you knew I was going to win it. Clever girl. Right. Okay, we just need to get Mark to win the one with the one. I'm going to communicate. There you go. So, that is my lowest yellow. Mm. So, I'm communicating that's my only yellow. I think, I don't think we can win. Yeah, I think, well, depends how many cards you got. Oh, oh no. I don't think I can see you probably has, are your last two cards how Trump cards? or three cards Trump cards well no oh. could you not okay. play your two should have played the two but then no because I still have oh you still have two uh, other Trump cards yeah okay you see my problem now well no no we can't now can't <laughs> no that. I know but right if should I play that, that. Yeah, you I know that. I know but then I always had Trump's so I would always have won it yeah well you wouldn't because you would have no I would because Trump wins Trump beats everything oh shit but then you could have played a higher no you couldn't because fuck but now look at your cards before you choose so that you can figure out yeah like all right dad jeez (laughs) right let's just spin off some shit Oh, it's apparent we're a perfectly matched crew. It's apparent this book doesn't know what the fuck it's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think if there'd be anything useful for me to communicate. There's some information, boys. I'll communicate something here. Okay, right, so Uh... your highest is the three. Shit. Fuck it, I'm going to risk that. Boom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you know that I have... The card that you need to win. And the only way for you to win that, Mark, is to play... Higher than that. Or blacker than that. Or blacker than that. (laughs) 
I was going to also communicate, but I'm going to cancel my communication in light of Mark's <laughs> information. <laughs> okay. So hang on. If I burn my... Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. I've only got oh, play. Can't play anything else. Oh, shit. Shit! Oh no, that's my bad. <laughs> I you wasn't son thinking. of a bitch! <laughs> okay. I'm going to communicate this useful information. All right. I don't immediately know what to do, so <laughs> we'll just burn uh, <laughs> a pink. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how, like, how many times would you have to play it to get proper, you know, just so you could do it without even thinking, just be like, right, well, I've got these cards, he said that, so that must mean that he's got this and she's got that and whatever. Is it possible or is it different and random enough each time that you could never do that? No, I think it's random enough. I think you're always going to have to take a risk at some point or a guess. Your government prescribes one session of fun per day. So there's 50 missions, right? And so that's 50 sort of different variations of what you've got to do like it just gets harder and harder as it goes along is that the idea yeah like the first few missions are just teaching you the game right like our very first mission we only had to do one mission is that what they're called objectives i guess tasks there we go yeah yeah. task and then the second one we had to do two tasks and so you know the first person whoever has the black four they get to go first they have to choose between these two cards and so they want to look at their hand and choose what they think they could win potentially based on their hand but they also don't know what the next person has so like already at the start of a game like you could end up giving somebody the yellow one and that's going to be super hard for them to win because they have the yellow one in their hand like how am yeah. i going to win this type of thing yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's i think seeing... like mission one to three was quite sort of taxi <laughs> i mean we got into it and got used to it i don't know what i can't imagine what like 50 is going to be like but like we can we can all see which task cards we have those that's like face up information so we know that Riley has to complete the task with the pink eight or whatever. So it, yeah, you've got to try and strategize. What have I got? Is that going to help someone else complete their mission or not? But so how complicated? So obviously the number of tasks you have each round gets bigger, but then we started getting like orders. So this one has to be completed first. This one has to be completed second, etc. How much more complicated does it get as the campaign goes? Like how far through the campaign have you played, Riley? I think I've gotten into like the low teens. I really want to play it more because I, I like it. I think it's clever. Spoiler, I like it. Do you want me to read a couple of the upcoming ones? I, I told you sort of the next two before. Yeah, well, I was just going to look. So in the rule book, it's got like the different symbols. So without looking at the actual missions. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Right. So you can have a dead zone. So your communication's been disrupted. Oh, but you're not allowed to hint whether it's the highest, the lowest, or the only. So you've just got to show this is a card I have, but you don't know how many other cards of that color I have or whatever. There you go. Or you can have disruption where you're just not allowed to communicate at all. God, that'd be hard and very difficult for a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We probably communicated obviously a bit more than we should have, but so the idea is that it's pretty much in silence, isn't it? So that would be really difficult, actually. Those those first few missions, I think. I mean, I think by the, was it the third one when we had the order? I think I was ready for that when that appeared. I was like, okay, this is possible. Yeah, so (laughs) the third one, right, introduced the one in the two, so 
now yeah. there's two objectives. Each one has a one or a two, and then we have to complete them in that order. So that right there can get pretty tricky. Tricky. It goes up to five. It looks like there's one through five. So eventually you're going to have five tokens and you have to complete them, you know, in order. But then there's also just arrows that are like, this one needs to be completed before the one with two arrows. This one needs to be, the two arrow needs to be completed after the one, the three after the two, right? Like, so so you could start mixing matching, mixing and matching mm-hmm. these tokens. One of them says that this task must be fulfilled last. So like there's these 10 different tokens there that are going to make it super duper tricky. I told you the one thing, some of them aren't even about like, you don't have the tasks, you just have an objective, like somebody needs to win a certain amount of tricks. Somebody needs to win no tricks, whatever it is, you know, like yeah, yeah. those like, sorts of things. But it, it would get to a point where, I mean, how many cards do we have? Like 10 or something like that, where if you've got so many things you've got to do in a in a task, that those first couple of decisions that you make are absolutely essential. Because you could start off in those early ones where you could sort of burn through like the first five or whatever and just get, get your hand down till it gets to the essential cards that you need. But if you've got so many different things, then that first card that you play might like win or lose that whole task possibly yeah yeah mark i'm just going to do what i call the kyle mackert test tell me when you can hear this now now <laughs> am i a bit out am i lagging no i'm drifting out to space <laughs> <laughs> george clooney communication problems but no. i was just going to say with those chevron things so the example it gives in the rule book so you've got three tasks one with the little one chevron and another with the two chevron but one with another so it's like the blue one must be won before the green one but the pink one can be won at any time either before you know so you could end up with some proper complicated sequences of right we've got to do that one then that one but that one can be at any time in between those and it's, I could see myself in later missions just fucking it up because I'm just not aware of the order of things you know what I mean like you just so accidentally just like oh shit but then there's other ones so like the commander gets to distribute out the task cards rather than you choosing them there's one where the task cards are face down and you pick them randomly and then you have to vote whether you think that you're capable of winning it you know there's all sorts of variations so I guess yeah with all the 50 missions you're never really going to have the same experience twice are you and also also this one is called what was it called quest for planet nine yes there are other ones like mission deep sea flight to the isss so are they just sort of different themed uh, the same game but just with sort of different stories lines because the the biggest thing for me with this game because i didn't really know anything about it until we played it it's got this storyline but it is just essentially like a numbers card game it didn't necessarily need all of this extra story no. i mean it adds it it makes it interesting but i just i just wondered like that was the biggest shock for me that it was essentially just a numbers based yeah. card game but i quite like the story that goes with it because it's like you know the first one okay get to know your team yeah fine second one now let's work on our communication skill you know it sort of takes you through the increase in complexity as it goes in a cool space story although the one thing that's annoying me no why the quest for planet nine we had a planet nine it was pluto it wasn't my choice to fucking bin it off was it we were <laughs> 
I was I was quite surprised. <laughs> yeah. Like in that story More I was like wow this is like that. factually this is like spatially factually accurate. They do they're using real life. <laughs> you know, ripped from the headlines. <laughs> Card space yeah, adventure, absolutely. you know. <laughs> so I wonder what you're looking for in the deep sea you're trying to find I don't yeah. know Atlantis or some shit. I'm going to have a look Mission Deep Sea. It says finding the hidden land in the murky depths. Is that what it is? Oh, if, yeah, it says in the search of a for the fabled sunken land. Excellent. So. Is, is Atlantis like trademarked? You're not allowed to say Atlantis. <laughs> you could. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can. The fabled sure. sunken land. You know the one. <laughs> I also have no idea what they what it does differently on there. It, it does say, you know, it's the same mechanisms as before, but with some new surprises. So it's like, hmm, okay. Oh, so it might still be worth getting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To see what the difference is. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. You could play epic campaign mode. Once you've found Planet Nine, you crash into the water of it and then you go on your deep sea mission. <laughs> there we go. That's what they yeah. should have done, right? They should have done like the Forbidden Islands yeah. thing of continuing it on throughout the future iterations, making it a story yeah. that, you know, you could jump into any of them, but there's also kind of a, a little through story going. Yeah. If that's if that's your bag. Yeah. Yeah. After years of discussion, the International Astronomical Union decided on August 24th, 2006 to withdraw Pluto's status as the ninth planet in our solar system. From that day on, there were only eight planets in our solar system, Neptune being the eighth and the furthest away from the sun. Years later, however, a sensational theory emerged that a huge, hitherto unknown heavenly body must be positioned at the edge of our solar system. The origin of these theories was the data transmitted by the spacecraft Voyager 2, and then later by New Horizons. Unusual distortions in their measurements and phased interruptions in their transmissions left scientists perplexed, initially dismissed by their peers as a figment of their imagination. Many skeptics eventually became convinced by the evidence over time. However, the data ultimately proved inconclusive. Even though a, ca- a cadre? Even though a Is it cadre? Cater? I think, I swear it's like a cadre. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we say it, I think. <laughs> Wait, let's let's see what Google Translate comes up with. Yeah. Carter. Oh, Carter. 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 Hmm. Even though Carter. a Carter of scientists had thoroughly examined it, it still had no it still had not provided any concrete evidence of the theory. Out of options, the research team built around dark dark <laughs> Dark, oh Dark to Marco. <laughs> Dark to Marco created Project Nautilus. <laughs> a manned mission that would be sent to verify the existence of Planet Nine. After years of research and countless setbacks, they had finally developed the technology to carry out the mission. And now the real question is, with what crew? Are you ready to join? Are you ready to join Project Nautilus? Volunteers needed. Congratulations. You have been chosen from a vast array of applicants to participate in the most important and dangerous adventure that mankind has ever faced. The search for Planet Nine. You barely arrive at the training facility before you have already begun your first training phase. Team building. It is apparent that you are a perfectly matched crew, (laughs) eventually. Above all is your mental connection. Oh, hang on, what? Above all is your mental connection. This so-called drift compatibility bodes well for an ongoing successful collaboration. It's time for training phases two and three. Control technology and 
weightlessness. Mission three, the training phases each build on the lessons learned in the previous phase. This combined energy supply and emergency prioritization course will require a high degree of logical thinking to understand and make the appropriate connections. Your education if your education in mathematics will certainly come in handy for this. Shall we frag? I think that's that's we've pretty much covered it, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I? I'm just looking at what else this the designer Thomas Singh has done. Okay, he's got a whole series called The Key, something, something, the key, something, something. So I don't know if that's uh, another hmm. similar don't card game. But there is one he's got called Selfie Fox. Players compete against each other in various challenges based on the theme of the selfie. That sounds okay. interesting. Uh, what, what, <laughs> like, do you think that's like a party game where you've got to like, well, you know, here, take a selfie next to whatever? Or I don't think so. No, it says players move their standees around the board determining a word which they either act out as a selfie oh. boomerang or challenge the uh, other players have to guess the word there you go lovely. so he's um, Riley's you know. face right now he's like mm, no, <laughs> no, we're not like okay. that <laughs> <laughs> play to win okay, okay right let's frag 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 Mark start us off with fun fun well yeah like I said I was surprised because I was expecting something more spacey I don't know what that means but I, was, I wasn't expecting another numbers card game but after we played a couple of rounds yeah i can see you know i I was enjoying it and i would want to play more and try and get those you know get as far as possible through those 50 missions so fun i'm actually gonna say five wow Riley. so for me i don't i i think that the limited communication thing is obviously very key here but i also like communicating during co-op games and and there's you know you still have like kind of clever uses of communication but i'm not sure like Imagine playing this for an hour, hour and a half. You know, you just want to like get through a lot of it and your communication is like severely limited for that whole time. So everybody's very focused on the game. Would you allow outside communication of just like, oh yeah, how's work going? You know, like, or do you want everybody to focus in on it? Because then you get distracted. I know that all is like very rambly, but it kind of plays into it for me. I suppose, yeah, because obviously gaming is like a social thing, isn't it? And if you're playing a game where you're not supposed to talk, you can be like, how's work today? I had a meeting with three of my green department <laughs> colleagues. Yeah. yeah. There we go. It has to be secret. Com- no. So, I, I don't know. I I think it's close. I think a four. I think a four fits for me. You could scrap the no talking rule and just sort of like we did. You don't have to. Nobody is, you know, checking yeah. out that you're not playing that rule. So, or what about every other mission? You have a talky one and then a concentrate one and then a talky one and, tr- and sort of. I guess it like could that. just just be like yeah just you can talk about anything outside of the game right but then if we lose once no talking the next time type of thing like all right focus up obviously this one's a little more difficult you know like i don't know you're also supposed to be in space as well and in space no one can hear you talk so no that's true they're not banning communication not banning communication altogether you're just not allowed to talk about what cards you've got right so yeah Yeah. you could be talking about like how's the wife how's the kids oh i've got a green no shut up I do. I like that aspect of it and everything, but I think it just sometimes it just gets a little tricky or lim- limiting, and I it's needed, but I don't know. Just lowers it a, ever so slightly. I went for a four as well. At first, right? There's there's a bit of a background story because I, I don't know a week or two ago I was playing Hanabi, which I mentioned to you, Riley, about it having you know you can't see your own cards and other people have to give you information about what cards you've got, and you sort of said, oh, you know the crew has a sort of similar element. So I was like, oh, oh, because, right, I wasn't that into Hanabi because, all right, 
it's fireworks, but they mean fuck all. Like you were saying, Mark, you literally are just playing numbers and colours. And I was like, oh, is that all this is? But the extra bit of the communication tokens, the little symbols of, okay, now this time you've got these tasks and this time the commander has to do this. It's got enough of the space theme woven into it. So it's not just playing the numbers and the colours. You know, it is, but you know why you are. Rather than with Hanabi, I was just like, this is the shittest firework related. There's nothing to do with fireworks. So that made it more fun for me. So I enjoyed it because of that. And that is why I've given it a four today, Your Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Replayability, Riley, start us off. I mean, you're not going to play through all 50 missions in one go, right? So that's pretty replayable to get to 50. And we went through these early ones pretty quick. But imagine if they were harder, if they were more elaborate, we might take more time on them. So we may get through like three or I, I usually get through about five when I do it the first time when I've taught people but but then like it's going to start slowing down at a certain point as they get more and more complicated so I think that right there is like makes it replayable but even if you starting it I've played missions one through five probably like ten times and every time it's tricky like Mm. things you have to teach new people there's different objectives that come up you know if a high mission card comes up that's going to be easier sometimes or harder or you know like middle middle missions I feel like are easier lower ones are trickier so there's just a lot of I think there's a lot of replayability. I would say five. I went for four again, just because yes, you've got the 50 different missions. And yes, even if you played the same mission twice, it would still like the task cards are randomized. So you wouldn't get the same missions, but it is still just, you've got to be the one to win with this number. Like you are, it's still simple. Just play one card each time. So I think that's holding it back from a five for me, because yes, it's going to be different in terms of the numbers that you're aiming to get, but it doesn't change your tactic. It doesn't change your your sort of way you play so four from me yeah i'm gonna say four as well yeah i'd like there's plenty there every time you can come back to it a lot i think and it will take quite a while to get through those 50 missions but yeah i would say maybe after like half an hour you'd want to just have a break and maybe come back to it again at some other time or or like it's at like 20 minutes sort of playing time 20 minutes to half an hour i think is probably enough if you're attempting the same time you know to get through a couple of tasks but yeah but other than that no it is fun I can see the challenge in it. Nice. Positive I'm being. I know, right? (laughs) Aesthetic. I'm going to go for... I don't know. I might stick with four again. I'm hovering between four and five because obviously Mark, we were playing online. So Mark, you might not have spotted this, but if you lay out all the cards in numerical order, they all fit together to make this beautiful spacescape of all the astronauts just sticking about in space and on there. Oh, that's cool. Thing. So you're saying that's a good thing yeah well, i'm saying that's like attention <laughs> to detail they've obviously thought right. about what goes on these cards because you know it could just be a big giant blue number one and a big giant blue number two but they've yeah. taken the time to construct this spacescape and for you know if you are visually impaired in the color detection sort of sense each color has a different symbol so the blue is circles the green is triangles the pink is squares and the yellow the yellow is crosses uh-huh. so again there's that but also if for some reason oh and i don't know the spacescape for each one is exactly the same so all the ones have the same they have this astronaut fiddling with a robot 
and all the twos have this. So there's plenty of ways that you can differentiate between the different cards. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's nice and pretty. I'm trying to think, why would I not give it a five? So I will give it a five. <laughs> wow. I'm good. I would say a four. It's got a cool, spacey font. The numbers are very clear. I like that. <laughs> it's been um, a while since you've had a font-related <laughs> font related yeah. flag. <laughs> no, it's, it's a very appropriate font for space cards. And I like the colours as well, yeah. But I don't know. But they are, there's only so much you can do with sort of numbered cards. They've done everything they can, I think. Actually, yeah, why aren't I? No, I'll stick with a four. I'll stick with a four. I think it's because you can't see it in person because I was debating between four <laughs> and five, too. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm teasing for the most, for the most part. But like, yeah, you need to change your number is what I'm saying or else. No, no, no. But like even the black cards, at first I was like, well, they're all just the same. And it's like, no, actually they're not. The one black card is like a little rocket. It's got one thruster on there. The two has the main rocket and then some side ones. The three has three thrusters. The four has four thrusters and is like bigger and yeah, it's fancy. But then also looking at the cards, like you said, they splay out, right? Like, and, and they make this nice panoramic. But even beyond that, and I don't know all of these references or anything, but the art is so cool because here's the three and it has a like two robotic arms and they're playing rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah. Number six is like, what is that? The God touching. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Seven is live long and prosper. You know, you've got the, the yeah, yeah. rock symbol. So like, those are the only ones that I know that I recognize right away. I mean, the two has him hold or them holding a thing uh, like a tablet that says 42. Uh, but... just, sorry, also, I've, um, I've just looked up the artist. Thingy, isn't it? I've just looked up oh, the yeah. artist. Marco Armbruster is a German illustrator and graphic designer. His illustrations are made with love of details and most of all spiced with a good dose of humor. And this is his yeah. first illustrated board game. Yeah, no, look. So the one number two, obviously 42 is the meaning of life, but his backpack is, looks like Marvin. The <gasps> oh, it Andrew. totally does. I didn't even notice that. There you go. From Hitchhikers. There's also oh. a towel on it on their hip. Does mm. that anything? I don't know. That's just like yeah, a weird, they, funny detail. Hitchhikers, they celebrate towel day, don't they? Isn't mm. that the... Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 I, it just... oh, now I just want to look and spot all the... <laughs> spot all the funny okay, things. I'm changing mine to a five. We've all no, said, we've all said five. It no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look on the four. It's got Nostromo written on the side. Oh, of the... there we go. You got an alien reference. Hey. I was like, I even read it, but I was reading it the up the one the upside down one. And so yeah. I was like, okay, it's nonsense. All right, whatever. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I don't know if like maybe number five is just that space one. I mean <laughs> that space one. <laughs> with George Clooney, right? Where it's like the It's gravity. Gravity, yeah. Yeah. It, it looks sort of like that, but maybe it's something else. I feel like that's not an uncommon trope of having like the astronaut hanging by the rope or the, yeah. the oxygen tube or whatever it is. That is cool, eh? Also, if you look at the astronaut on number seven, I love this little detail. So they're doing the live long and prosper, but look at the reflection of their helmet. Oh, you can see the hand holding card. Yeah, so it's like they're looking back at you and you can see your own hand being held. Silly. There's just like, what, what cute fun art. We spend so much time on this aesthetic, but there's so many like little details details right yeah yeah that is cool i mean number nine it's got like a map and there's the you know compass and like star chart yeah yeah maybe a ruler or something i don't know what the other thing is but i'm sure that's a reference to something 
or maybe that box there's like the i don't know what that is the picture that's drawn on the box i don't know if that's a reference to something but Mm. i don't yeah like it would just be fun to find out what obviously every single one of these has some sort of reference behind it yeah yeah definitely like i'm half is number one is it a star wars because the wires look like lightsabers and the thing looks like a little you know the droid the r2 droid or the thingy yeah it looks like a bb8 is that the one in the series like it looks like a flying version of the bb8 so i was thinking that same thing anyway okay right tons tons of cool things to spot on the thing so hang on who's so what did you go for four or five 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 Five. i had to go for a five after like (laughs) realizing all that i don't think i had noticed it before and and i was leaning more towards a four because i was like well why wouldn't you have like each set be a different theme of like blues are about reconnecting wires fives are about like you know reinforcing the hole or something like that like having it being a mechanism type thing but you don't need that like no there and also the like quest cards have those same pictures in the background so it's it plays into that trip like it's like triple coded right you have like the color the symbols and the actual pictures and the picture yeah definitely so yeah that is cool gameplay it's back to you mark yeah it's easy to pick up when you were explaining it to me to begin with i was like okay am i gonna get this is this gonna be it sounded more complicated than it was but once you get into it super easy i'm gonna give it a four yeah i'd go with a four it's it's one of those ones too that it's like all right i'm gonna kind of explain this and then we might fail and that's okay that'll just help you learn you know like and then we just quickly reset play it again and i like that i like being able to fail and just make that a learning experience and it's not like a big reset it hasn't really got like that definitive ending or that sort of time limit to it so you can just sort of it could be a test round but if you happen to win it you can just carry on to the next one it's it doesn't really have that limit to it so yeah i think the idea because like in the logbook you log how many attempts it takes you to do each mission so maybe by the end do you get like a final score based on it took you 946 attempts Mm. to get to the end of mission 50 (laughs) maybe yeah there you go that is cool i also did i say i also gave it a four i did give it a four there you go (laughs) that gives it a frag of 17.2 which is a pretty good high one especially considering this came in the mystery box so this wasn't you know this was just a random yeah mystery box Mm. for the win i wonder if that's the one win that will be in there if the other (laughs) two are just hot garbage (laughs) yeah maybe fairly new game as well isn't it it's not like it's the last couple of years it won the spiel de yard 2020 yeah oh is that by is it by cosmos do they do exit they do wrong yeah Hmm. yes there you go cool beans so was it a win or not i'm gonna say it was a win yes yeah yeah i yeah i really enjoyed that one actually yeah good that makes it 103 to the gamers Mm. and 39 to the haters well played team (laughs) well yeah there you go so i've been phil i've been mark and i've been riley and uh, i always forget this riley plug your stuff i'm sorry i'm such a a selfish host yeah where can people find you let me talk jeez (laughs) i've been on enough people know board game community show has been on a little bit of a hiatus while i was i got sick and then just tax season over here in the states 
is it tax season there too do you do you guys do taxes like that i don't know yeah um, end, of, end of april no end of march yeah it's around it, it's coming up okay yeah but you only do that if you're self-employed right yeah like, uh, yeah i mean everybody's got to file taxes but i just have a lot more work because i'm self-employed around it wait what do you mean everyone has to file taxes i don't file taxes it just no, no, no. yeah you, you guys get like to. tax returns well, yeah you get a tax end of year tax certificate that's all you have to do if you're not self-employed what right. what <laughs> oh even when i was employed i mean granted no, that was like 12 don't. years ago no weird yeah like anyway, we filed taxes for kimmy she's a teacher what the heck okay well okay anyways yeah so <laughs> so you can follow my tax journey on twitter at riled nerd <laughs> and then the board game community show will record soon we just went to salt con which is the big utah board gaming convention which i didn't realize until like yesterday that it's comparable in size to dice tower west which is the big like one in vegas so wow yeah i didn't know that but it was one for utah yeah it was a lot of fun got to play a lot of games and play a little dnd too which leads to friend info adventure co that's a bunkers and badasses actual play and phil over here he's in it he's the worst part of it in the best way absolutely i suck no no (laughs) you're just the worst part in a good way (laughs) tarquin's garbage that that guy (laughs) so yeah friend info adventure co available wherever you listen to podcasts it's just silly fun violent whatever sexist sexist yeah and you follow that at ff adventure co on the social medias perfect yeah did i do the names yes we did do the names we'll do the names again i've been phil i've been mark and i've been major tom and remember non-relinquent in arca you can find us on facebook at organized fun pod you can find us on twitter at fun organized and thanks for listening bye ludophiles bye bye (laughs) oh that was a fucking mess <laughs> After years of discussion. Oh nope. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. Oh shitty titties. Okay. Shitty titties. Shitty titties. <laughs> shitty titties. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time when we stop. Good night. Good night.